1: is about to begin. Hey hey
0: hey come on in Welcome back to your Friday Buckeye talk. I got rage in my body, Dougley Maurice and Nathan Baird. I'm here to bring the rage. Nathan Baird is here to bring the information. It's gonna be the two of us addressing what is going on with Ohio State and the Big Ten booting non-conference games. I'm at a lake that I can see the lake. I have I don't have anything to get on to enjoy the lake. I'm on a lake vacation with no boat, no jet ski. I couldn't even get a paddle board. So I got a lot of that in me. And Nathan was covering all this stuff on Thursday as all these announcements came down about Ohio State. This is now your Friday podcast. We will drop the planned receiver position breakdown for Saturday, be a bonus Saturday podcast, but we got to jump in with this. Nathan, I'm going to tease people with this idea. This is going to be my final point on this podcast before we get out of here. But my, my headline on that final take is America is Rutgers. So if you want to stick around to find out what I mean by that, wait until the end. But let's get into this first. Nathan, I think people know by now that the Big Ten has said, <laughs> No more conference games. You were on a conference call with Gene Smith on Thursday. I was mini-golfing, and the mini-golf place didn't even have a scorecard. They gave me a blank note card. They were like, are you going to keep score? What? They're like, oh, you going to keep score? I was like, am I going to play mini-golf and not keep score? Am I a communist?
1: <laughs> I'm just here for the exercise.
0: Yeah, I'm just here for I'm just here for, for the strenuous
1: workout of mini-golf.
0: Oh, why don't we just study I gotta get my
1: car. i got to get my cardio in at the freaking windmill.
0: If I'm going to mini-golf with the 12-year-old, we are keeping score. So it was a blank note
1: card. That was the scorecard. Because you want to know how much you won by too?
0: And she beat me on the front nine because, like, all this stuff was happening and I was all stressed out. So anyway, I didn't get on the Gene Smith conference call. I think people have a lot of the information by now, Nathan. You texted out a bunch of stuff on Thursday to our tech subscribers. Again, a great reason to be a tech subscriber. You get the quick nut of what's going on. You don't have to wade through Twitter. You don't have to wait for a story. You don't have to wait for a raging podcast. You get it, bang. 614-350-3315. Great use of the text subscription by Nathan on Thursday. So the information is the Big Ten took the, the preemptive step on its own to say, we're not playing conference games. But the overall mood of Gene Smith, I was reading what you were texting. It sounded to me like you were expressing Gene Smith's somewhat pessimistic view about college football in 2020. What was Gene Smith's mood on that conference call?
1: I would say the two things that best characterize his mood were pessimism and frustration. And I think you could probably go ahead and sprinkle some anger on that as well. I think he is seeing the way that this is progressing through society at large that we've had these resurgences that people I think had warned would potentially be coming if we approach this the way many people have, the way many States have. And that is having a direct correlation on whether people think there's going to be football this fall, whether logistically these schools feel like they can put a football team out there and play football this fall. Um, so yeah, I mean, when we talked to him in the spring, I did feel like, as much as he was concerned about this being a, a real situation, putting the health of the athletes in front, or at least you know saying that, and and I think there's some evidence that places like Ohio State have done that to some extent at least. Um, I, I felt like even though he he took it very seriously, that there was con- there was optimism that if they listen to what the medical experts are saying, if they follow the protocols, then that's going to be a pathway to having football. Now, obviously, Ohio State had its own stumbling block in in route to that when they had to shut down practice or workouts on Wednesday due to its own athletes testing positive for COVID-19. Um, and, But also, I think, again, he, he's seeing the way that uh, people have a somewhat cavalier attitude in some parts of the country, including some parts of Ohio, and the numbers are going back up, and I think that's making public health officials very pessimistic um, as to whether there's going to be football this fall. Some already were, and their pessimism is only growing as the, the, the results keep going the, – the the testing keeps going in the wrong direction. And um, if you've been on Twitter tonight, you've seen that this is already, um, as you might expect, a, a political dumpster fire uh, with people why? throwing in – why. What do, you, what do you, mean? you mean? Why? What do you mean? Why? I don't know. I can't explain why. I mean, I've been wearing my mask. I've been trying. I've been oh, yeah, going yeah. to, you know, but I can't. So I can't explain the, the, no, 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 but yeah, the mental no, no, gymnastics, gymnastics, the right. people there, but, but that's
0: the point. But, but the whole point, it's not a college football issue, which I've been saying all along. Right, it's not a college right, football. Right. issue. It's just and and that's what Gene
1: issue. Smith is saying too tonight that it's, this isn't, a this isn't because right now the right now the big 10 doesn't even have, I mean, they're still so far away from having the protocols in place for teams to have a legitimate football practice. They are, they're not even at that stage. They're not really even at the stage of worrying about what you, how you test. I mean, they have other barriers that they have to cross to get to that point as we, that was what we've been saying all along, right? This is kind of a domino effect or uh, that may not be the right analogy, but the, you have to cross a series of thresholds to get to the next one. It's just a bunch of gates that you have to get through. Uh, there's, I don't know what video game analogy there is for that, but I'm sure there is one and they're not even getting to the ones that are Next to the, the really big questions as to how you actually play but, football. They're not even getting to that stage. But the question, I mean, the idea, and I know you've been right about some of this stuff. It's not about playing football in masks. It's not about
0: how you do you avoid potentially like interacting with each other playing football. It's about having testing and having players not have it. And then you're practicing with players who don't have it. That's how you have it. It's it's testing and contact tracing, but when the whole country is swamped with coronavirus, right. that's practically impossible to do. So I don't right. want to get bogged down in the in the
1: societal part of it. Society's blown it.
0: America no, blew for, it. For so the people that's out there, we are.
1: but I, I do. That's I think you bring up an. This. I think you bring up an important point for the people out there who are on the "why wear a mask? It doesn't work. Whatever" side of things. That's the, I think a good way to explain this. That like if the numbers keep staying at their level in society at large, then there's going to have to still be a, a whole bunch of testing going on among the population at large, and they're not going to be tests available for the football players. And if there's no tests available for football players, they're not playing football games.
0: Yeah, but it's not, it's not a college football issue. So I just, I've hated all along the way when it's been couched as a college football issue. And if we were, as a, as a country where we were six weeks ago, college football would be in a very different place as well. But I want to deal with the specific people that I have rage inside my body about. Group number one, the doomsdayers. The people who, every time there's like a morsel of, of news on Twitter about things like this, quote tweet the news and say, Well, that's it. Well, 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 what do you expect? Well, no season. Right. Why are you doing that? What, how does that? That's not funny or interesting. Well, 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 why just cancel it now? Why are we yelling at organizations that are trying? Like the the dooms, like the joy in the doomsdayness of it, which is the opposite side of the people are like, it's not a thing, it's a hoax. If the opposite side of that is like, well, we all may as well go in our basement for a year. How can you be, like, a, I told you so, or just flagrantly like almost enjoying things shutting down when groups are trying, the Big Ten is trying and frankly if the federal government was as competent and organized and decisive as the big 10 was we'd be in a much better place as a country the big 10 took a step on thursday to say this is what we are doing in our best interest and i want to get to that later but for anybody who just sees the next bit of bad news and their immediate reaction is like what why don't we just, I mean, of course, why don't we just not have sports until December 31st? Because you don't have to make a final decision on that yet. Do people understand process or do people just want to jump up and down and preemptively say they're right when there's no proof that they're going to be right? Can't you let stuff play out? And if we're exactly where we are now, a month from now, there's not going to be college football. But if things get better, In the next month, maybe there will be some form of college football. And what the Big Ten did on Thursday was buy itself more time. So don't be a gleeful doomsday jerk because it doesn't serve anybody, and there are too many of them out there. Maybe they're only on social
1: media, but
0: I don't know why people are like that.
1: Why are they and they like I tried that? to make this. Why yeah, I tried to make this. I don't know why they're like that, but I tried to make this point last night on Buckeye Talk when we did sort of another emergency podcast or at least uh, an emergency intro with Stephen and I was just that I, I was the one trying to put kind of an optimistic spin on things to say that just because Ohio State's pausing workouts doesn't mean I you know that's it's 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 a it's a it's a step you take to try to make sure you can have real practices and other workouts later. And similarly, I think you cancel these games to try to have the rest of your season. Um, I don't see why people, you know, I don't see why people don't see the math there. And the process, stuff is not all or nothing. So they are
0: working on the margins. They're trying to figure it out the best they can. And time is on your side, which is also why, like, I don't care that they shut down basketball workouts. Who cares? Basketball has like two and a half more months before they have to figure this out. They'll be fine. I don't care about basketball right now. And frankly, I don't care about the other sports because nobody else cares about the other sports. This is a football question. And if you're offended by that, fine. Go listen to a swimming podcast. This is about doing the best you can. And it aggravates me when people want people to do something other than the best they can. And this is just, this is the, this is the Big Ten trying to figure it out. And, and that's what this was, Nathan, right? This is buying time. And again, if you didn't read everything that's, that Nathan wrote, if you haven't read any, everything that Nathan texted out, Gene was explaining that, right? That by taking away these non-conference games, you give yourself wiggle room at the beginning of the season for if things don't go perfectly. And I understand wanting wiggle room.
1: Yeah, and I I'm enough of a cynic to to leave room in interpretations for well, there may be other there may be other factors at play here too. Is the Big Ten sort of sacrificing these games in order to give itself a chance to play the games that are actually more important? So what
0: does sacrificing mean? But who cares? Say, well, Why
1: right. wouldn't they? Right, that's by what I'm saying. It's like it's, it, they're Just acting in their own best. Yeah. They're acting in their own best interest, as as all these other, you know, the same way that Akron acts in its own best interest by uh, scheduling a game against Penn State or whatever and losing 58 to nothing because it it helps their bottom line. Then the Big Ten's acting in its own best interest to say, yeah, we're not going to play that game this year. I mean, I, but the, yeah, the the way that Gene Smith explained it, the way Kevin Warren explained it, is that you cancel these games. And there is a cost. I mean, you know, not the college football, not having Ohio State, Oregon is a bad thing this year, but they, they, they're doing, making this decision because of the flexibility it gives them whether, because so much is still unknown. You have to, you cannot go into this season. I don't think anybody really thought this. They may wake up Thursday morning and think that a 12 game season was still really realistic. And that they were they were going to because mostly because it gives you no flexibility for when things go sideways. Now, at least you have some built in. They they can reschedule. They can rework the Big Ten schedule, build in some other empty weeks and give themselves a chance to end up playing some kind of a season of football. All right. The second group that I don't care about
0: is the Mac. I don't care about the Mac. The Mac can set itself on fire. I don't care. And so can the Ivy League. And that's why what the Ivy League did and the Ivy League canceled fall sports doesn't matter because nobody cares about Ivy League sports. I don't care what they did. And Sportswriter X was like, well, the chancellors are looking for an organization to take the first step so that shut up. It's stupid. Stop comparing Ivy League sports to sports that people who are normal care about. I don't care about Princeton versus Brown. The only, I don't think the people who go to Princeton and Brown care about Princeton versus Brown. So I don't want to hear about it. And I also don't care about the Mac. So I don't care if I see someone write or say Force Majeure again. First of all, that was a French movie about people at a ski resort, and they remade it with Will Ferrell and Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and it was awful. And I love Will Ferrell and Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and I saw that movie, and it was disgustingly bad, so I don't want to think about Force Majeure for that, but I also don't want to think about it that, like, the Mac is going to sue the Big Ten because the Big Ten is trying to make it work in its own best interests, and they don't care about the Mac. Newsflash, the Big Ten has been subsidizing the Mac for however long. If there was no Big Ten, there would be no Mac. So go ahead and sue them, Mac line up with your lawsuits and the big 10 will never schedule here. You won your lawsuit. Good luck. No more subsidies. We'll go play. We'll just play 12 power conference games a year. We'll go play Troy. We'll play Youngstown state. Good luck existing without the big 10. So I don't care what the effect on the mac is that the big 10 canceled these non conference games because there would be no mac and i if that is your immediate and i'll tell you what i read a column greg doyle from the indy star who used to work with nathan i think he's i think he might be the best sports columnist in america he's certainly in the conversation he's tremendous he writes heartfelt stories he writes it hard When he goes after people, he's smart, he's creative. His immediate column was like, the Big Ten screwed Ball State. It's so wrong. He's just wrong because Ball State's not the issue. So tell me, tell me I'm wrong, Nathan. Tell me I'm wrong because it's the last thing that the Big Ten should give two hoots about in trying to save its own season. And if you're going to attack, the Big Ten for that, you're blind. You are a fake, you are a hero of fake underdog. It's not an underdog story. It's a lapdog story. It's a handout story. It's not David and Goliath. It's, it's Goliath and an ant that nobody even knows is there. And if you went to a Mac school and you're listening to this, I don't mean to offend you, but nobody cares about your football teams. Except the people who went there, and if you're a Mac graduate who cares about the team that you went to that school, great. Just understand that everybody else who didn't go to a Mac school doesn't care. All right, tell me I'm wrong.
1: I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. In fact, I already published something tonight as we're recording this that's essentially echoes your your sentiments. Um, now, now on this podcast, I've probably been the one who's been the biggest defender of Group of Five football and and wishing that it could and have a bigger place, you know expand the playoffs, maybe they, somebody can win their way in and have that moment on national stage. I think that's good for the sport, but every time we've brought that up, I think I've used the phrase in a perfect world or something like that. We are not in a perfect world right now. we are in a, in a scenario that's, that's very imperfect, very compromised, very confusing and and dramatic in terms of the impact it's going to have on even the most robust College football athletic departments' finances, such as Ohio State. Gene Smith himself said he was asked questions by myself, by other people trying to get some specifics about the athletic budget. It was a, I, I had the second question on the, the teleconference today, and I didn't ask about Oregon, and I didn't ask about scheduling stuff. I asked, what, "How are you paying for stuff?" And he didn't want to get into specifics, but. One thing he did say to either my my response to the other one um, that Ohio state is already having to look at ways to change how it approaches sports to change how the way it funds things that he says, they're not cutting sports, but I can't imagine that if they take away all the football revenue for an entire year, that you won't have to look at something like that. It would surprise me. So he's saying that even Ohio state, $200 million in revenue every year is going to have to look at changing the model of the way it the it approaches athletics funding it's saying he's saying that the the division one as a whole when it comes to things like the postseason he thinks that there's ways that they're going to look at cutting expenses there and maybe making things more efficient so if the behemoths have to do that then certainly it's a food chain then certainly the schools or i guess maybe reverse food chain the schools farther down the line who depend on those schools for their bottom line are also going to have to change there's just no other way to look at it i wish that Bowling Green and Akron and Western Michigan and Buffalo weren't going to take these massive hits. There's a good piece from USA Today out there tonight um, uh, that kind of breaks this down. Uh, Steve Berkowitz and uh, Aria Gerson wrote a piece that, that kind of breaks this down. And um, it's going to be a huge hit for those programs. But I don't know what other move the Big Ten had. And it's going to, it's going to be other schools making – or other conferences making the same decisions here in the next – days and weeks. And it's going to be an even bigger hit for the Mac. So it may just be a time to reevaluate the way Mac, the way the Mac does sports. This is not, I don't know. I don't know the way to go with it. No, this is not creating problems. It's showing the problems that already
0: existed. And it applies to bloated athletic departments at power five levels that have too many sports. And it applies to lesser lower level Mac and group of five teams that rely on power five conferences to hand them money to lose games so that they can have an athletic department. And that's a broken model. Why does Wyatt Davis have to risk his body and his brain so that Bowling Green can have a football team? And why does Wyatt Davis have to risk his body and his brain so that Ohio state can have a fencing team? That has been the issue that's been there. And now it's coming to a, to a point because of money, because there's not as much money around. But that has be always clear, been the case.
1: And let's be clear, he's not risking his brain and his body for Bowling Green's football team. He's risking his brain and body for Bowling Green's cross country slash uh, baseball slash swimming, whatever. Like that's those are the sports that the MAC schools are already kind of making their cutbacks with, and uh, they're not going to cut football because that's where they make their money too. So they'll just they'll play some other version of football, but it's those other opportunities that are going to get cut at the MAC schools. There is not a, that that should be any concern of Ohio State. Frankly.
0: If you're out, if the thing that you do does not make an intrinsic contribution to society, then you might not get a scholarship for it. it doesn't by the mean way, it shouldn't exist. You just might not get paid to go to college to do a thing that nobody else cares about that doesn't help the world. And cross country uh, doesn't help the world. If there's science an does, out there, science does. Science does.
1: Give the scholarships to science people and not cross country people. What did What did Gene Smith tell us back in the spring? When this first came up, we were talking about these game contracts. are games going to have to be cancelled? Can you get you know the force majeures? all that stuff? You know he used to be the a d at Eastern Michigan. He knows what a big ten payday means for mac schools so i don 't think he's going to be Flippant about canceling these games and not realizing the impact they have, but he's not paid to be concerned with uh, Eastern Michigan's bottom line anymore. He's concerned to his concern. He's paid to be concerned about how Ohio State has a football season so that all of his sports can maybe continue to exist. And even I'm still not convinced that's going to happen. They should. Ohio State should cut sports. And again, if you're
0: offended, how dare you cut opportunities? Some people like checkers. There's not a scholarship Ohio State checkers team. It doesn't mean you can't do your activity. It just might mean there's no scholarships for it. Sorry, because nobody cares. I, just,
1: I, I will I'll tell you I'm working on a story that'll be out Friday morning that is kind of addresses the topic. Does Ohio State need to cut sports? The difference in between revenue and expenses for all sports when you take out football, men's and women's basketball, and uh, women's volleyball. You take out those four sports. The difference between Expenses and revenue at Ohio State for those other 33 sports is – well, 32 because I don't have a cheer squad in here or whatever. $37 million for the 2018-19 fiscal year. And you $37 know, million. And now, now, now the, the profit on football is $55 million. That's how that happens. That's how you have those sports. Yeah, yeah. You're paying for it with Pete Warner's brain and Thayer
0: Munford's back and Josh Myers' elbow and Baron Browning's foot. That's where you get $37 million, and it's been a broken system. And Ohio State is bloated. Stanford was bloated. This is a reckoning. And I'm sorry, except I'm not sorry, because it's been a a handout to all these other things. Again, they're not – why doesn't the football team subsidize violin scholarships? What's the difference between violin and fencing? Tell me. That maybe more people are interested in listening to a violin than watch someone fence. Why does the football team pay for fencers? It's insane. It's been insane.
1: Okay, I think I think you could make a pretty awesome combination sport between fencing and violin because I think the what's the epée? It could be you could make a bow a bow epée combination. It'd be like chess boxing, except it'd be like orchestra fencing. Like you reach out with the bow. The person has their sword out there and you reach out with the bow and like it goes
0: like along their bow and you get a point for that. Um,
1: I'm aggravated.
0: It's a lake. The lake. I can see the lake. I have no
1: way to get on the lake. Do you not know how to swim?
0: We did swim. It was like a hot tub. There was this, it's the smallest beach I've ever been to. There was dog poop all over the beach we got in the water. The water was 95 degrees. I think it was literally boiling. It was unbelievable. It was the opposite of refreshing. I'm not here to complain about my vacation. I'm, I'm getting away. That's good. I've mini-golfed. i like a 78. Um, the, <laughs> On the front nine? <coughs> the SEC is the next group that I don't care about. John Talty, who is one of the – they have a great group at AL.com if you really want to handle on alabama and like the sec and stuff it, our company just has a like a three or four just like awesome people who cover alabama and the sec at al.com so john talty is the senior sports editor and sec insider at al.com i didn't read his whole story cuz i haven't had time cuz again as i said i'm on vacation he led this This was his intro to the tweet that he tweeted about a story he wrote. In talking to people around the SEC, there was a sense of surprise and disappointment The Big Ten made this decision today. The SEC has preached patience, and now sources within the league feel like they've been backed into having to follow. Good. Cram it, SEC. Good. The SEC has been the dog that has wagged the rest of college football since they went to uh, the, the BCS, good. And you know what, if I was the Big Ten, you know who I wouldn't want deciding the health and welfare and the futures of my football players? The SEC. So good. If there's not gonna be a college football commissioner, if it's gonna be the Wild West, good on the Big Ten for moving first. And I don't know if they didn't tell anybody I don't know if they didn't if they didn't remember to, if they didn't care to, whatever it was, good. This is a sport where everybody looks out for themselves. And so if the Big Ten is looking out for the Big Ten and the SEC has to feel like it has to follow now, good. Tell me I'm wrong, Nathan.
1: Oh, I don't care about the SEC either. And I think the thing that keep in mind here too, is that the the, the individuals that we quote frequently in these articles are, I mean, today it's Gene Smith, it's Kevin Warren, who did an interview with the BTN that I wrote about. It's other, um, you know, um, other ADs putting out statements, et cetera, et cetera. University presidents have a huge influence in these decisions. I think people like Gene Smith are probably, well, actually there is no president at Ohio State right now. We could do another three-hour podcast sometime about how stupid that is. But Other places, I'm sure that those presidents are having a huge influence in these conversations. And and if you're a university president, there's many of them where football isn't as big a deal as it is Ohio State, even other places in the Big Ten. And what they care about more than anything is not having sports in any way hurt the reputation of the university. And if that, you know, and having a big outbreak of COVID-19 or deaths among your athletes, would obviously qualify. So I think that's, if there's an abundance of caution, it probably starts at that level. And I think you're going to start seeing that not just in the big 10, but in other conferences across the country.
0: So it's real life stuff. And um, I think the big 10 in the past, the Jim Delaney big 10 was antiquated and stuffy and stodgy and high and mighty. And I didn't like, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Um, but I'm hopeful about the big 10 under Kevin Warren. And what I do think the big 10 has been at times is um, I don't know, like they've been, they've been tied to tradition, probably too much, but like they're a little conservative on stuff. So it's like, you know what? Like we're not going to Oregon. We're not playing the max schools if they can't test as much as we can, like we're going to be a little careful on this. And, and again, if this, if the SEC it gets so mad about the Big Ten moving without them on this, that they say, we need a commissioner, we need a national leader, we need national parameters, and pro-. good, let's get to that point. Because so far, the SEC does whatever the heck it wants, and nobody can do anything about it. So I'm glad the Big Ten moved on its own, and again, the SEC, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, can cram it. Um, What else? Before I get to my final point, and there's my my point that America is Rutgers, what am I missing here? Is there anybody else that I should be mad at? It's like I feel – sometimes I get like this, Nathan. It's like I feel I'm on vacation, as I mentioned. The rage inside my body makes it feel personal to me when I don't – this does not affect me. It affects our listener. I mean, it affects all of us because Ohio State's not playing three non-conference games. But we're not in charge of this. We're just following along with whatever Ohio State does. It's not like you and I have to make decisions, Nathan. But I'm so aggravated, as usual. I'm aggravated not by what happens, but I'm aggravated by people's incorrect, stupid reactions to what happens. That I feel like this is personal about this because the thing that I do feel is personal is – goes back to my first point – Anybody in the midst of this who is doing the best they can, I don't think should get crap for that. So did you feel like, Nathan, in the end, all these things that I'm mad about, do you think the Big Ten, honestly, with what they've done the last two days, Ohio State shutting down, now the move to no non-conference games, is is this the Big Ten doing the best it can? And that's just what this is. Or is there something more to this? Is there, is there a layer to this that I am not touching on so far?
1: I mean, look, I just wrote a thing about, again, talking about the, the why the Mac can't really claim that House Big Ten is, is guilty of some kind of villainy here tonight. The thing to remember here is, you know, we're talking about all the money the Mac's going to lose now as these conferences make these decisions if there's no football this fall, the Mac doesn't make any money at all. Like even from their own games, but let alone from all of these games that are now getting canceled. So I, again, whatever these conferences feel like they need to do to have some kind of a season this fall, I, I can't really fault it. I think as, as we've talked about many times, it's like, it's a series of thresholds and this, you know, getting into September with any chance of having football is like one of those thresholds. Um, so now if this buys time, By making this decision and having September opened, um, I'm not trying to just, you know, repeat what Gene Smith says, but it's logical, right? Like you, you, and and Kevin Warren said the same thing. Like if you cancel these games, you open up those first three, four weeks of the season. Now you get an opportunity to push back the, 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 the six week, um, preseason schedule. You get to, go into the season on you get to adjust it gives you room to adjust it takes away right now we're working on a really finite deadline on on when to make a decision and now I think that gets loosened up a little bit I think teams have now conferences have a little bit more leeway to try to navigate the logistics of what is still a very uh, unknown situation that's going to develop here in the next few weeks.
0: All right, quick break on Buckeye talk. we'll be back more, uh back well I just thought of a couple of the things that I'm mad about. We'll be back very quickly right after this. All right, back on Buckeye talk Doug Maurice and Nathan Baird Nathan, one thing that i that I think has been silly, and I think you've said the same thing, and some of our tech subscribers said, well, why don't you do something about it? It's like we haven't written a ton about it. I admit that we've talked about it here. um Ohio State should be releasing the test results, and it's not about who has it, but I don't know this, and I'm going to make some calls on this. I think I have to cut my vacation short. I might have to start working again Monday because all, all heck is breaking loose. I, my, to my knowledge, I don't know how much asymptomatic testing is going on in Ohio or in Columbus, right? I, I'm not sure about that. But this is a cohort of people, whatever group that was, whether, you, whether it was uh, uh, teachers or nurses or accountants or uh, whatever, grocery store workers. You took a cohort of people and you just tested all of them on a regular basis. You would gather information from that. And I just don't know how often that's happening. It's happening with Ohio State football players. They are kind of like lab rats here, these players. And again, I understand why Ohio State, why Ohio State is doing it. I do believe Ohio State is doing the best it can. I do believe Ohio State does have the health and welfare of the, students at, of the athletes at heart. I think it's crazy that the athletes don't have a voice in this and they, they are yep. being told what to do. There should be some, somebody on their side, just like there are in the pro sports. But in general, that they are lab rats. This is an experiment. Can we get these people together, have them near each other with sanitary conditions, with social distancing, but can we have them around each other? Because we're trying to see if we can have a football season. They're doing the experiment and they're not releasing the results. They know the results. The results are known enough to pause workouts. But why doesn't, and I don't know this, does Mike DeWine know the numbers? Because could that help Ohio? Like, do the the health officials at the state of Ohio level know Ohio State's football numbers because it might be informative what their positive rate is of tests? We have X number of Positives for x number of tests. That's the kind of stuff you hear all over the country. That ratio. What's your test? Your test positivity. I think it is bad for the public that we don't know this. And I just don't. Whatever the rationale is of it. And did Gene talk about this anymore on the call? I mean, whatever their excuses, i not that they're not doing it. And they're basically saying it's like, well, if we tell you the numbers, you'll figure out who it is, which is just like not true. It's,
1: it's that's it's, that's the it's most. I, I, no, it's, it's the, silly. It's a, that's a complete cop out, and I I don't I would love to hear someone at Ohio State actually try to defend that with a straight face. I mean, if you want to have a policy where you release no medical information by anybody ever, fine. But that kind of means you never mention. Um, you see, an athlete bios all the time that Ohio State puts out. That oh, so and so came back from a significant. Injury. But listen, to, I and, to, and I
0: know you you and Steven did talk about this in the last podcast, and I, you guys compared it to injuries. It's totally different than injuries.
1: Right. Because I'm just saying that if a player
0: doesn't but, show up on the field, you're like, oh, that guy's not here. We don't know who's there and who's not. And I'm just saying as far as their out. policy. I was yeah, just saying in terms separate. of their policy. Yeah, but, but but I don't care what their injury policy was. This is completely separate to me. Like, but it's stupid, right? But did Gene, did Gene get asked about it at all? Or was that, there was too much other stuff going on? I,
1: there was, I believe there was one COVID-related question today. It was not from me. I'll have to look back real quick. I don't remember. And he it, it wasn't specifically asked about anything about releasing the testing. So, he was, no, I can't, he was I can't only get asked into that. But
0: one question about them shutting down workouts
1: uh, on a half-hour I, conference call? I believe so. I mean, it was mostly about um, the logistics cool. of the schedule. It was about the... Uh, things like that it was all mostly about today's news yeah um because there's also uh, you know there are some national people getting in and asking questions that um are, are asking about from, from you know a wider uh, uh, from a from a broader perspective i guess we should say all right. So right i'm mad
0: at them too um <laughs> spring football a possibility or not i know urban meyer came out somewhere and said like no way is it going to happen he's very Uh, much on the side of there's no way you can ask college football players to play a season in the spring and then another season that same fall and basically play two football seasons in a 12 month period. Gene seemed not so much on the spring thing.
1: His answer today was that they have not discussed that in any detail that it was quote left on the table and that their focus this whole time has just been on playing football in the fall. Um, I believe most of that, I can't imagine that it hasn't been brought up in a somewhat more substantive way than that, like more than in just passing or as in being completely shot down and not talked about by anybody. But I've, I mean, I've said it on this podcast. I'm I feel the same way Urban Meyer does. I've felt that way from the beginning that in the era of player safety, you're not going to ask guys to play a full season or a truncated season, even in the spring, and some kind of season again in the fall. It's just it's almost it's borderline ludicrous in the current reality that we have. There's
0: just been some reporting out there that's making it like makes it sound plausible, and I just don't think it is very plausible. And at the very least, it seems like more more of a last resort, like a six game season in the fall, or you know, a fall season that's like October only or something is preferable. Anything in the fall is probably preferable to like a whole season in the spring.
1: Like, I guess if you, I could see a scenario where you let people play like a completely blown up schedule and just let people play a a small schedule in the spring and a small schedule next fall in order to have those revenues at all. I guess I could see that, but you're not going to get, I mean, I, there's nothing, nothing in the spring. I don't think you can have anything in the spring and then have a full 12-game season again next fall and business as usual, whether whether everybody is completely protected from COVID or not. I just don't think in the area of player safety that they're going to let that happen.
0: All right, so that's all the people I'm mad at, and maybe we'll make this a regular Friday thing. It's like just the people that Doug is mad at. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I could have – I would come up with people every Friday, right? I mean I, I mean, I have people every day that I'm mad at. I could just save them all for Friday. I just – I'm frustrated I like this con- by a lot of things.
1: I like the conceit of tell me I'm wrong. And then like it's my turn to like yell at you for a while. But oh, it just yeah. happened to be tonight. I didn't have anything to tell you you're wrong about. I oh, think that's we're of a, a very similar mind. And I'm a little uh, concerned about that.
0: I th- maybe that's a thing for the tech subscribers. Tell Doug why he's wrong. Just about anything. Um, also... Over here where I am, it was like, hey, where should we go to eat? And everybody was like, you got to go to this pizza place. Oh, this is the pizza place to eat over here. We went there. It sucked. <laughs> I can tell you where it's going. Was it square cut? It was ridiculous. It was, again, this faux – I swear, it's not even an opinion. It's just people in this state who have never eaten actual pizza before, and they don't know any better. But when – this month, like my favorite thing of like, oh, you got to go to this place, and then you go there, and it's like, oh, my God. This, this is – People who say this is the best pizza they ever had have never had pizza outside the state of Ohio before. And then we saw a goose with one foot, and we fed some of the bad, awful pizza to the one-footed goose. Um, this is my are last goose,
1: thing. Are geese supposed to eat pizza? I don't How know. about we have a rant about, like, humans who just feel like they can feed anything to an animal and that the animal will be fine. Like, the animal has the digestive tract to just get, eat anything you want. I mean, the goose had one foot. I mean, how much time does it have left? These, well, how much he he doesn't need, I would say he needs all the help he can get. He doesn't need you cramming remaindered pizza down his throat. That's true. I should give that goose
0: good pizza. I should drive to New Jersey or New York and get actual pizza and bring (laughs) it back to that one-footed goose so he can have it before he's eaten by a bobcat or whatever. Um, Last thing, you know how people are always doing like, hey, like take all the Big Ten teams and, and, uh, say what fast food restaurant they would be, right? Or, oh, all the Big Ten football programs, if they were, uh, if they were uh, uh, a musical group, who would they be? You know what I mean, how people always do stuff like that? I was thinking we could do, take all the Big Ten teams and assign them to a country based on how that country has handled COVID-19. And that is where I get the headline, America is Rutgers. Because Rutgers is like all about like 1869 and whatever. They had the first football game or whatever. And now they're just running around with a stupid name and a red knight on a horse. And they suck. And that is what America has been with COVID-19. We're here because we are stupid and stubborn. And I'm not on Twitter having fights with people about wearing a mask. This is hard just like Big Ten football is hard. But when you don't recruit New Jersey, when you keep Kyle Flood as your coach, when you have a name that nobody knows where you are and you don't change your name to NJ State, when you have like a new offensive coordinator every year, then you take the hard thing, which is Big Ten football, and you make it impossible. COVID-19 is Big Ten football. And America has been Rutgers. So this is where we are. And I don't know, I trying to think like, would Ohio State be like South Korea? Right? Maybe New Zealand. I don't know. Is like a Penn State's New Zealand? All these countries. And it's hard. Australia had it under control. and They're having spikes again. It's really hard. But this is not a college football issue. I'm not going to tell you to wear your ma- to wear a mask, you know, because, like, if I have to tell you to wear a mask, then I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't be getting your medical advice from me. If you're getting your medical advice at minute 51 of a college football podcast, I, I don't know what to tell you. But this is where we are. So America is Rutgers. And if we get to the point where the college football season is canceled because America is Rutgers, I will do that. I will write that on cleveland.com and you will see the headline. America is Rutgers because this has been, if this was a sports franchise, our collective handling of this as a nation, if you treated America like a sports, this is is 0-16. This is the Browns. How about that? Maybe I'll do one for our Browns site, one for our Browns page, one for Ohio State page. America is the Browns because that's what we've done. And that's why we're here. And I'm not frustrated for me personally because I'm okay. My family's okay. We haven't suffered. We've been super lucky. But there's a lot of good people out there who have suffered. And now it's a little weird to be Nathan. Everybody, I mean, I'm going to try, I'm going to call, I want to call the governor next week and talk about this. I should have called him this week. But as I've said, I'm at a lake that the the solution to solving COVID-19 is football. This big push in Ohio, and I guess around the country, but Ryan Day is saying, wear a mask. There's wear a mask, save the season, or whatever the hashtag is. That's happening with a lot of Ohio teams. I know the 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 state government pushed that. I don't know if it's happening in a lot of other states, but Nathan, what do you think of the idea? Can that is that the solution that like nobody has given two hoots about COVID nineteen, but now? To save football, people will put on a stinking mask. Is that how we're actually going to stop this virus? To save football?
1: It would say? have been. I think it would have been. I don't think. I don't think it will at this point. I think the the cat's out of the bag a little bit. The toothpaste is out of the tube. I mean, this is. They were initially Ohio State was coming out. We the the football. You know, Ryan Day, uh, Chris Holtman, they were coming out and doing those. PSAs are on social media very early, right? March, April, they were putting that out. I actually think they probably should have kept doing them. I think they should have, maybe Ohio State should have maybe emphasized that a little bit more and kind of kept pumping it. Um, but I also think there's a segment of the population that just isn't going to listen to reason on this. Um, they've got their mind made up. And um, so I, I, I don't, I, I think it's too late. I don't think it's it's there's not you can't convince those people at this point. Um, and I, even if they all start wearing masks now, I, I don't know if it if it saves it in time just to, to have football certainly starting on time in the fall. And, and and maybe at all. I do. I mean, I think we can bend it. Right. I mean, we bent it once. I think we can bend it again if everybody like gets we bored. Well, we bent it at once, but it, it it did involve a lot of sacrifice. It involved kind of shutting everything down for. Uh, not in significant period of time and i do not think at all that this society is going to they didn't take it very lightly the first time now imagine try doing it again yeah i mean we got to do something
0: so i don't I know, know. I, so i mean like we can't i you know we can't go keep going like this we can't keep going like this so and again, as we talked about before on the Market Down Monday when we said how many games will there be, there's one thing about a health discussion. This is a competitive balance. Can you have people not test positive? Again, fingers crossed. I mean, prayers on this. Dear God, please do not let anybody who is trying to play sports die from this. But that goes – I mean, that, that, that goes quadruple for grocery store workers and EMTs wow. and nurses and doctors, right? So, And we've already had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people lose their lives. it's it's
1: all it's also always the case when you're talking about football too we just don't talk about it
0: right so i mean it's it's um but there's a secondary issue with sports there's a secondary issue with it's not you want to keep the people healthy but if they're asymptomatic and test positive like they're they're healthy but they can't play and then you probably can't have the season so it's an even higher standard and we aren't even meeting the first standard so i don't know we don't want to talk about that on here but when Concrete things are happening in college football because of the virus. We might tell you, you know what, try a mask. So that's where we are. Again, the sun is setting over the lake. I can see, I don't know, 800 boats here. Again, I cannot get on any of them. Why would a man bring his family to a lake and not consider boat access? Although, I just kinda of thought Nathan I could just come and like rent a boat from somebody, but I'm not sure someone should ever rent me a boat. Right? Oh, I would You don't want me behind the wheel of a boat, do you? I would prefer you stay off a bicycle. I did ride a bicycle. I tried to run, I strained my calf. It hasn't been a good week. All right, so anyway, but that was fun. I missed the yelling. So that's where we are. Saturday we'll have the bonus. We did it a couple times th- we did it a couple weeks back, and you guys liked the Saturday bonus. So Receiver breakdown, like we said, there's still a season, so we're going to keep previewing stuff. We're not going to get bogged down with this every day. We have to what we do. So we hit it today because there was news. This is your Friday podcast for Buckeye Talk. Bonus receiver podcast coming Saturday. Nathan, again, what is the Market Down Monday plan when we will be back on regular schedule then?
1: The Market Down Monday question for this week is, when will Ohio State lose its first regular season game under Ryan Day?
0: Regular season overall or Big Ten regular season game? Just overall any
1: regular season game.
0: So Urban Meyer uh, did We already not... did.
1: When will they lose their first Big Ten game? Right. Or when will they lose their next Big Ten game?
0: So Urban Meyer did, went 24-0, and then they lost in the Big Ten championship game. So I don't even know what Urban's regular season. I guess it was into 14. It was into week two of 2014. So Urban Meyer won 25 straight in the regular season. Could Ryan day get to that level? That'll be a fun market down Monday. And then we'll have more position group previews next week. Good job on the uh, Maryland preview with Emily G and Balbo. Make sure you guys catch that from Thursday's podcast where Nathan and Steven also talked about uh, the shutdown then. Um, and then next week we're previewing Illinois. So that's coming next week along with more position group breakdowns. So, and then I'll be home. I'll be normal again. Well, I mean, I'm, doesn't, I can yell in many different houses. So anyway, thanks to you guys for listening. Read us at cleveland.com slash OSU. Try the text 614-350-3315. And uh, if you were gravely offended by anything I said, you know, just listen to the Saturday thing and forget about it. Uh, Nathan, thanks for uh, for uh, jumping on here. You had a busy day writing uh, many, many stories. But uh, good job. Make sure you guys are reading everything Nathan wrote. And uh, I th- we had to do this, though, right? We had to do
1: this. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't just throw a thing out there tomorrow about um, how many – passes is uh chris Olave gonna catch this year and just not discuss this at all
0: yeah so this is our friday pod receivers coming saturday thanks as always to you guys for listening and that was buckeye talk